Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. If you're visiting with us, uh, or if you haven't been here long, uh, welcome. Great to have you all with us today. And of course, those online at home, if you're watching um, online, uh, welcome. Great to have you with us. We, uh, we've been going over the last couple of months until the end of the year. Uh, we just kept it simple. We thought, man, there's enough confusion out there. We're just going to keep it simple and uh, realign, refocus uh, what we believe and who we are as believers uh, until the end of the year and, and launch us into uh, 2022 um, with an with our feet already moving, like, like we're going to hit the ground running for 22. And uh, those four areas that we look at um, each week is foundation, family, Holy Spirit, and mission. And we focus on one of those each week, keep it simple, but start to build a foundation, build back strong, and then we can launch. Amen? Today is a, uh, we're looking at foundation. And I think one of the biggest things about foundation is uh, salvation. I mean, what is salvation and, and how does it benefit me? Now, now, I don't want you to tune out. At home, don't go and get a cup of coffee, you know. It's like, yeah, well, I said the prayer, so I'm good. I don't need to hear this. Wait a minute. It may not be what you think. And if it is what you think, well, it's better to be sure. Amen. So stay with me. I was reading through the book of Romans uh, recently and uh, I got to chapter 10 and a thought troubled me. I was reading chapter 10. I'll read the first four verses. It says, Brother and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they be saved. Now, this is Paul. It's the Apostle Paul, and uh, <laughs> he says here, My heart's desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge. Since they did not know the righteousness of God, they sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Now, you know, I read this passage and, you know, Paul is revealing his heart's desire unto God for the Israelites. I mean, these are his people. These are his people. They are, they are the ones, you know, that, that they may be saved. And the thought that came to me was this. I thought they already were. Now, I might be naive and, and ill-informed, but I've always thought they're God's chosen. They're God's people. They're his very own. If they aren't saved, who is? And then I read verse 9. It says, If you declare with your mouth 
Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so I see salvation out of that scripture in two parts. One that we declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And secondly, that we must believe in our heart. You all agree with that? that that's pretty basic. And then I saw it. I mean, most of us here today at some point would have stood at an altar just like this and, and declared, you know, uh, that Jesus is Lord, the sinner's prayer. Awesome. Wonderful thing to do. But do we really believe in our heart? That's the thought that troubled me. <laughs> We can say the prayer, we can say the sinner's prayer, and that is awesome, but we must believe in our heart. I want to look at three changes that happen if you believe in your heart. Three changes that will happen. Number one is lordship. There'll be a change of lordship. When you say that prayer that Jesus is Lord and you believe it, then he now becomes the Lord. If you look at verse 3, it says, Since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. They didn't submit to it. Paul shows us the error of their ways or the mistake that they made, that they did not submit to God's righteousness and sought to establish their own. How, how human is that? How human is that? How good at that are we to establish our own righteousness? See, we can look at Scripture and, you know, I've heard some people say, no, I don't, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 I think, I think it's, it should be this way. Really? I'm sure God's impressed. Very clear here that these people were zealous for God, but failed to submit their lordship to God. And it's pretty scary, you know, to think that we can confess with our mouth but not surrender to God in our hearts. If we truly believe there is a, a change of lordship in our lives, you heard even Jesus say it, not, your, not my will, but your will be done. Amen? Why? Because his father was Lord over his life. Jesus was challenged one day by the Pharisees and it was challenged about why the disciples didn't wash their hands before they ate. In other words, you know, why do the, your disciples not observe the traditions of the elders? And Jesus replied in Mark 7 verse 6, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Jesus goes on to say that it's not what goes into a person 
That defiles them. So, honey, mud crabs are good. Where is she? Prawns are good. Who likes seafood? Oh, man, she has stuck it to me for years about eating seafood. But it's not what goes into a man that defiles him. But verse 20 tells us what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. See, we can declare with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, but the truth is reflected from what comes out of our heart to whether or not Jesus is Lord. And this answers so many questions for me. I mean, I, 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 could, never, I could never get it. It's, it's not what people say, but how they act that reveals who the Lord is of their life and what they really believe. But when Jesus is Lord, then comes the second thing, the second change that must take place, and it's transformation. If you look at verse 4, it says Christ is the culmination of the law so that they may be righteous, uh, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. It doesn't say there will be. It says that, that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Because it's not automatic. You have to choose it. You have to choose it. And so the transformation begins. When you say, no, I will choose your righteousness over my righteousness, there's a transformation that takes place. Christ is the culmination of the law. It is all brought together in him. And it is laid out for all those who believe the fullness of salvation. Have a look at John 10.10. I love this scripture. I pray this scripture. I prophesy this scripture. I think this scripture is for me. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. The very words of Jesus Christ. His declaration, his promise over me. And I tell him often, I want that life to the full that you promised. Again, it says that you may have life. It's all there for the taking. It can all be yours. But when he is Lord, then we must apply it and you get it. You know what we say around here all the time, you can have what you want, you just have to build it. And that's why transformation is so important. And the cool thing about transformation is this. So I don't have to wait on anybody else. I don't have to wait till the circumstances are perfect or, or that I'm waiting on that person to do this or do that. No, no, no. No, I can have it now, today. I can begin transformation today. It's up to me. I can't be robbed of it. I can't be cheated out of it. I can embrace it and receive the benefit of it. It's powerful. 
Let me put up an illustration on the, the screen and show you how this works. If you have a look up there, you'll see two circles. The centre of one is self. Centre of the other is Christ. That represents our life. And it represents a transformation that goes from self to Christ. From self being the centre of my world, and as you can see, centre, and it reflects all those areas around self. Till it becomes transferred to Christ. And then when Christ is the centre, when that transformation takes place, then all of a sudden those areas in my world change. They change. For the rest of my life, it is my responsibility to allow transformation to happen in my heart, to reflect what I truly believe, to reflect what I truly believe. Galatians 2.20 says this, I spoke about it last week. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Can I have that up there till, for a little while longer? That Christ lives in me. The life I now live, the life I now live in, in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And here's the good news. The good news is this. The more my heart reflects Christ, the better my world becomes. You see, when I'm the centre, when self is the centre of my world, then all of a sudden those things around my life are add-on to self. When Christ is the centre, you'll notice one significant difference in those two circles. When it's self, church is an add-on to my life. It's outside of self. But when I become to Christ, no church on the outside, I become the church. I become the church. And as I become the church, as I become the church, I, I start to look at mission. And that Christ-centeredness reflects every area of my life. My marriage gets better. Why? Because my wife's not living with a self-centered bloke. She's living with a Christ-centered bloke. My family are better. My kids want to hang around me. Why? Because it's not about self. What I'm reflecting is a heart that submits to God and surrenders to God and seeks after His righteousness and not building a righteousness of my own. Which the flesh loves to do, let's face it. My marriage gets better. My kids want to be around me. People love me at work. They love me at work. Why? Because I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that you've got to be careful what you say because if you say the wrong thing, oh, oh, oh. The whispers, the, you know, the climbing the ladder, the, if I stab that one in the back, then they'll lose their job and I'll get their position. And then, Come on. Christ sent it. Because it's not about me anymore. It's about Christ. And I love that because when, when Christ is the center of my life, 
I don't need you to make my day. Christ has already made my day. So I've got all the time in the world to make your day. Guess what? They're nice people to be around. That's a nice person to be married to. Amen? I love it. Jesus already does that for me. But wait, there's more. There's one more. The third change that you'll notice is that you'll have an eternal focus when you believe in your heart. Have a look at verse 9 again. We read it before. It says, if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Why is it so important that we believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead? Because it proves that death is not the end. It's only just the beginning of stage two. Death is not the end. If, if you know, I've I've spoken about this a lot. You know, you've seen those those um, liftoffs in Florida, Cape Canaveral. You've seen those those rockets going up into you know outer space. You see all the TV cameras and the people standing there watching, and the the rocket is launched and it goes up and it goes up and it goes up, and you know after a while, you can't see it anymore. But just because we can't see it with the naked eye doesn't mean the rocket doesn't exist. Amen? What's happened? It's just launched into stage two. It's just kicked into second stage. It doesn't cease to exist. It continues on the mission why it was created. It's the same with all mankind. It's the same with all mankind. And that's why I feel sad for people who don't believe. I feel sad for those who don't believe. You know why? Because for them, this is it. This is it, folks. No wonder it's so depressing out there. This is all they've got. That's why it's dog eat dog. That's why it's, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, build the biggest and, and grab the greatest and, and, you know, me, 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 and, and I'm going to make it to the top. Why? Because this is all they got. If you don't have an eternal focus, this is it. And it sucks. If this is it, cash in my chips now. Seriously. I know what Jesus meant when he said, how much longer are we going to continue with you people? Sort of hanging out for the crucifixion. That's a bad bunch to hang with. When you're looking forward to a crucifixion. To get some relief. And, you know, in reality, for me, there are, there are times when, yep, this world does suck. But you know the good news? I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. This isn't it. I have an eternal focus. And I'm getting to the pointy edge of the wedge, folks. 
just passing through. This is just stage one. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have not told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? Clearly, clearly he's talking about an eternal place for those who believe. Clearly. Stage two. And you know what? I've, I've heard a lot of different interpretations about heaven, about hell. And for me, my, my definition is very simple. If there's no golf courses, it's hell. Very simple. Can't be heaven without a golf course, I'm sure of it. The best way that I can understand it is, is that stage two has two places. This is all I know to be fact. One place with Jesus, one place without Jesus. Bible's very clear on that. You can go to war on the interpretations of what all that means or whatever. All I know is for me, one place is with him, one place is without him. And I'm doing everything in my power in stage one to make sure in stage two I'm with him. I don't know what all that looks like. I don't know all the fine detail. All I know is it'd be better with him than out him, without him. That's for sure. One thing I do know is this, that what I do in this life directly affects where I end up in the next. Not saying we can earn salvation, no. I'm not saying that. Salvation is free. Jesus Christ paid the price for whatever was separating us from God is washed away because of his sacrifice. But if you believe in your heart, you know there's got to be a transformation. You know that there's got to be a journey when you were far from Christ to come near to Christ. When you have that transformation from self being the center of your life to Christ being the center of your life. And, and honestly, that's a lifetime journey. That's a life. We, 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 will, we will wage this battle for the rest of our lives of surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. I do know what I do in this life directly affects where I end up in the next. And God's plan is that we all end up with him. That's his plan. But it's my call to choose. It's my call. God's given us a free will. You've got to have an eternal focus. Seriously, we are so consumed with this life, with this world, with stage one. We're missing it. We're wrapped up in fear. We're getting sidetracked by, by politics and by all this. We are the church. 
we have a message of eternal life. We're living for stage two, whatever that looks like, to be with him. We're not missing this opportunity. So let me challenge you today. Majority of this room, I'm sure, would have confessed Jesus as Lord with their mouth. Just make sure you believe it in your heart. And if you believe it in your heart, you go from glory to glory. From glory to glory. Amen? It's a transformation. You've got to be able to look back and go, God, thank you. I appreciate so much where you have brought me from where I, I, I was. Because that's your grace and your mercy and your love towards me. And I fully embrace it for my life. Amen? And my world gets better. Let me pray for you today. Would you bow your head? I just, I just feel right now to be able to put a bit of a challenge out there so you will respond. You'll respond with something more than just saying yes in your head. And you've got to ask yourself this question, and you know the answer right now. If I was to ask you right now, if you were to stand before the Lord, there's only, there's only two declarations he'll have. One is, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. The other one is, depart from me, I never knew you. Now, sitting here today, you know right now the answer to that question. I don't. Not my, it's not my responsibility to know. It's not my responsibility to judge. How could I possibly know that? But you know it. And I, and I want you to think about that right now and, and make an, a decision in your heart that you will make him Lord from this day forward. I know you may have said the prayer. I know you may at some point in your life of desperate need or, or made a, an emotional response. Or I get that. It, that's a good thing to do. But you've got to believe in your heart. And because he says, well done, good and faithful servant, kind of gives me the inkling that I can't come on my terms. A servant doesn't run the house. The owner of the house runs the house. I serve the owner of the house. A servant denotes a, a disposition of our heart, a humility, a surrender. There's no place for ego in a servant. There's, there's no place for self-promotion in a servant. There's no nar narcissistic servants. 
There's no arrogant servants. They don't, they don't last long in your employ. There's no selfish servants. Would you make that call right now? Just you and the Lord. We just say right now, sitting at home. Would you say in your heart right now, Lord, Jesus, I'm making you Lord. I will transform to your glory. And I will live with an eternal focus from this day forward. Amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand this morning? Thank you.